0: Hour 3, away we go. It is the Plank Show. What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday to you. Welcome to Hour 3. It is the Plank Show right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. I am Josh Elmer. He is Connor Pasby. Connor, say hello to the people.
1: Hello, Sooner fans. Thanks for interacting with us so far this morning.
0: Many classic rock fans out there there today. Yeah, there has been, yes. Which, this is a little bit disturbing on the text line, by the way. I said that Teddy went to that concert like last year, the year before.
1: It was actually 2018.
0: Oh my goodness. Oh man, that is frightening right there. Midwest City Jeff chimed in and said Metallica played the BOK in Tulsa in January of 2018.
1: Feels, feels like four feels years like last ago. Year.
0: So bad. So bad. Time is just disappearing on us disappearing on us. Connor, you will have a greater understanding of this here in about five years. Five years, ten years, and you will understand that uh, time is uh, fleeting. It goes by very, very quickly.
1: Well, to me, it's it's already wild that OU, Georgia, and the Rose Bowl was five years ago.
0: Five years ago. Five years (laughs) ago,
1: yeah. Five years ago
0: since we had that squib kick. Yes, indeed. Five years ago since uh, Lincoln Riley got conservative and – uh, totally blew it in the second half of the Rose Bowl. Five years ago since Lincoln Riley coached a good football season at OU. Uh, no comment. Five Five years ago since Lincoln Riley accomplished anything. Just kidding. Just kidding. Kyler Murray season was pretty fun. College yeah, football a lot playoff. of
1: fun games. A lot of fun games, K-1.
0: College football playoff appearance, you know, maybe not as fun.
1: That 45-34 score against Alabama doesn't really tell the whole story. Of oh, wh- what that are you game...
0: what are you trying to say that they were down twenty-eight to nothing in the first quarter, Connor? Oh,
1: what are yeah, you saying? Yeah, it was yeah, 20, yeah, twenty-eight to nothing.
0: That game is such like over the years has been a mystery to me the way that OU fans have approached that game. There's a faction of OU fans that legitimately think things just kind of got out of control in the first quarter and OU could have won that game if things were different. There's, like, a large portion of OU fans don't understand that OU got its ass kicked by Alabama in that game.
1: And maybe Saban took the gas off the pedal later in the second half.
0: Yes. 100%. That's neither here nor there. We are not here to lament the Kyler Murray era this morning. We're here to tell you about the top five stories of the day, which as always, are presented by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers come to play. That is, Connor, R-E-E-L, real gamers. That's where they go to play. Newcastle Casino, happy hour, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6. So we are sneaking up over there on happy hour. Newcastle Casino, they offer the Earn 20, Get $20 Tuesdays and Thursdays, which, oh, by the way, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. today for Earn 20, Get 20 Tuesday over there at Newcastle Casino. Let's hit it. Big story number five. So, Serena. Serena Williams, I guess, about uh, ready to step away from tennis. Speaking of things that have gone by very quickly, do you know when... Serena Williams won her most recent major championship. She's got 23 of them, Connor.
1: Has it been? Has she got got one in the last two, three years? No. Going back to five years? Yeah. Five years. Ding, ding, ding. 2017. Ding, ding, ding.
0: So, anyways, there's a lot of people, based on this Serena Williams statement, that think This is probably going to be the end. She wrote uh, in a first-person essay on Vogue.com, announced that her tennis career is winding down, and cited her desire to focus on her family as it grows. Quote, And it comes up, I get an uncomfortable lump in my throat, and I start to cry. The only person I've really gone there with is my therapist. One thing I'm not going to do is sugarcoat this. I know that a lot of people are excited about and look forward to retiring, and I really wish I felt that way, end quote. But she says, I've been reluctant to admit to myself or anyone else that I have to move on from playing tennis. And there's sort of a prevailing thought that this could, in fact, this U.S. Open be her final tennis tournament It'd be pretty awesome if she went out and won it and then tied the all-time record of 24 major titles and just hung it up audio see you later style
1: yeah that would uh man yeah she's had such a great career I think those her like playing like pregnant and having the kids I mean it took really a kind of a toll on her body and she's just getting up in age Josh I think it's a great time for Serena to Hanging up and just look back at what a career she had.
0: Gonna be interesting as a storyline for this uh, U.S. Open. Gonna be, gonna be fun. Gonna be fun. How about uh, big story number four? Chris Sale has uh, suffered a broken wrist in a biking accident. So what has already been a totally messed up year for Red Sox pitcher Chris Sale has gotten worse. Underwent season-ending surgery Monday, ending the year after a myriad of injuries and just five and two-thirds innings pitched, Connor.
1: Yeah, I've followed up Chris Sale a little bit going back to what he had, that meltdown in the minor leagues in the dugout. So, yeah, not not really an ideal season for the big lefty, Chris Sale.
0: Listen to everything else that has happened to Chris Sale this year. So, had already missed most of the season, Connor, after a broken rib cage that he suffered during a lockout workout. That had him sidelined initially, okay, until July 12th. Then following a scoreless debut, Sale left his second start after just two-thirds of an inning when a line drive from the Yankees' Aaron Hicks fractured the pinky on his throwing hand. He was hoping to be back by September following surgery on his finger, and now obviously season-ending surgery. So just a monumentally missed opportunity for Chris Sale this season. Third year of a five-year $145 million contract extension.
1: I didn't I didn't know it was that high of a contract, 140 mil.
0: How many innings do you think that he's thrown over the course of his three-year deal?
1: Three-year deal?
0: The three-year portion of this extension. Sixty? Um, Forty-eight and one-third 40? innings pitched. He missed the 2020 season after Tommy John surgery and returned last year for 9 starts where he was pretty good 5 and 1 with a 3.16 ERA but Chris Sale his season it's done it's done and it's just been an absolute disaster for the Boston Red Sox who oh by the way Connor I don't know if you know this they are in the cellar in the American League East the uh standings updates look like this. Yankees far and away leading the East. They're ten and a half games in front of the Blue Jays, seventy one and thirty nine record. Twins, they're leading the Central by one over the Guardians, which I for the life of me, I cannot figure out how the Cleveland Guardians continue to refuse
1: to pay anybody on their payroll and win baseball games. I know. They've been they've been doing that for a handful of years now. Uh the Boston Red Sox, I think where the season started going downhill. Was that if you remember the Toronto Blue Jays series they had in Fenway? What one of the games was twenty-eight to three. They lost.
0: <laughs> yes, they got destroyed. Got absolutely destroyed. Which we're here for football scores and baseball, baby. The Central I told you, Twins on top of the Guardians, Astros eleven and a half in front of the Mariners in the West, the Mets. Man, what a season for them. They're seven games in front of the defending world champion Atlanta Braves. The Cards, two games uh, clear of the Brewers in the Central, and then it's uh, all Dodgers in the NL West. Though we know the San Diego Padres are one of the most active at the trade deadline. So a little Major League Baseball for you. Not good news if you're a Boston Red Sox fan out there. It's looking like one of those years that – Just turns out to be forgotten for Boston. Good news for Red Sox fans is, seems like a lot of times historically over the last decade plus or so, whenever they've had a, hey, we stink Boston season, they come back the next year and are really, really good, win the AL East and potentially go on and win a World Series or uh, make a deep October run, so... Whatever. Never feel bad for the Boston Red Sox, Connor. Never feel bad for anybody in the city of Boston for anything going on there. They have had so much success across the board, whether it's the Patriots, whether it's a Bruins Stanley Cup that they've won, the Boston Celtics, obviously the Boston Red Sox multiple World Series championships for them since. Since the uh, bloody sock. So never feel bad for anybody in Boston, man. Kurt Schilling, from that moment on, for Boston Red Sox fans, it's been okay. If they have a bad year, they're, they're going to be all right, okay? Feel bad for me in the Kansas City Royals.
1: Yeah, I've never been a big Red Sox guy, but I've always loved David Ortiz. So that's my guy, but no, I cannot stand anything with Boston, whether it's the Red Sox or the Celtics. So no. I think it's it's good to see the Red Sox losing.
0: Would you like an ayahuasca update? Sure. We'll All try. right, let's see. Big story number three. It is uh, reportedly not a violation of the NFL's drug policy. So good news for Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, whose use of the hallucinogenic drink the ayahuasca during uh, an offseason retreat. Not going to be a violation of the NFL's drug policy. Did you catch uh, Aaron Rodgers, by the way, with Big Cat and company over there?
1: I did. How about that finally getting a handshake and a hug for two guys that just hate each other?
0: <laughs> that was pretty funny seeing Aaron Rodgers and Big Cat go back and forth.
1: He said he was trying to break Aaron's hand so he couldn't play anymore.
0: <laughs> Stop it. He wasn't going to wasn't going to break his hand. We do have a trade trade request. Ro, Roquan Smith requesting a trade from the Chicago Bears, in a written statement, has requested a trade after contract negotiations between himself and the organization, hasn't uh, netted what he has wanted. Smith wrote a statement that was posted to social media by NFL Network today. ESPN uh, has followed up. They've confirmed the validity of these messages. Roquan Smith writing, quote, The new front office regime doesn't value me here. They've refused to negotiate in good faith. Every step of this journey has been take it or leave it. The deal sit to me is one that would be bad for myself and for the entire linebacker market if I signed it. Most tackles the last four seasons, by the way, since Roquan Smith's rookie season in 18, only Bobby Wagner and Shaquille Leonard have more tackles than Roquan Smith's 523. Career-high 163 tackles last season for Roquan Smith. So that is of note in NFL circles that he is requesting a trade. This will make other people happy in Sooner Nation. Baker Mayfield reportedly is impressing Carolina Panthers OC Ben McAdoo, who has previously been one of the quarterback's biggest critics. This is uh, the quote from McAdoo. Quote, Baker, since he's been here in the last two weeks, it's been pretty impressive. Matt Rule, what he's done in 10 days of camp, impressive. He's making real big jumps, which it's camp season, so how much do you make out of it? We don't expect Matt Rule or McAdoo to come out and say anything negative on Baker Mayfield. McAdoo's assessment of Mayfield coming out of OU was mixed. He was uh, worried in particular about Mayfield's height and the size of his hands. McAdoo about Mayfield in 18. Quote, he's got an edge to him. I do like that. He's going to lead. They're going to follow him. I didn't see a lot of pro-style football in his college tape, and if you're short, you've got to be able to make up for it some way, somehow. Personality doesn't do that. I don't think he was a great athlete. This guy's kind of like a pocket quarterback that's short with small hands. That's what I worry about. McAdoo though not expressing any of those concerns here recently.
1: No, he's not, and we kind of expected uh, for it to take some time for Baker to kind of learn the offense going to Carolina, and now it's sounding like he could lean towards the starting job. And I'm hearing some talks about Sam Darnold maybe shopped out of Carolina if Baker does if Baker does win the job. So we'll see.
0: I can't wait for that. Cleveland-Carolina game is going to be so good. going to be so good.
1: It's not as – I mean, it's still really eye-opening, but if Deshaun Watson was playing week one. Do you think it would be more exciting? Yes, it would be more – yeah.
0: Yeah, it would. It would be more exciting if Deshaun Watson was playing, though. Hey, I'm all for a lengthy, lengthy punishment for one Deshaun Watson. Let's see. That was big story number three. How about number two? And go ahead and hit that sounder. Let's hit big story number one. So, I don't think we need to spend a ton of time this morning on it. We're going to talk Oklahoma football. But just to touch briefly on what is one of the biggest stories in sports right now, Kevin Durant is he still wants out of the Nets organization and apparently the latest report is that he'd like to see a change with the team's general manager and coach he'd like to see marks out he'd like to see Steve Nash out he doesn't like the direction that uh, the organization is headed with either of those two so The Brooklyn Nets governor voiced his support for the front office and coaching staff, so we'll see. Sometimes historically that's a kiss of death. Kevin Durant, if you think back, initially requested for his trade on June 30th, and he's not backed off of any of that. Durant still has four years, $198 million left on his contract. That means, uh, obviously, that Brooklyn, they don't have to rush on this thing to get anything done right here, right now. But this is the massive story going on in the NBA. I still wonder, I mean, is there any possibility, Connor, that they're going to make this thing work before it's all said and done? I've compared this situation, and I get that, obviously, it's different, the NFL, to the NBA. But remember, it wasn't too awfully long ago that folks were trying to convince you and me and everybody else that, Aaron Rodgers was not long for the Green Bay Packers, and lo and behold, here we are, again, not a ways down the road in what happened with Aaron Rodgers. He's got one of the richest contracts in sports, so I don't know if there's a way to rework. I mean, look, Kevin durant got a ton of money, four years, $198 million on his contract, so the financial side of it, he's not going to be upset about that, and there's a reason, right? You signed with with Brooklyn in the first place I mean is there a way for them to fix this relationship
1: I mean the plan was for Kevin Durant Kyrie and Harden to work it out and compete for compete for a national championship but I mean I don't I don't see this working out at all I think Kevin Durant yeah he tells Nets owner to trade him or fire Steve Nash I, I see him gone because this, this net thing has really turned into a disaster. You, They weren't really able to get all three of them on the court at the same time. Steve
0: Nash should walk into the owner's office and just tell him, hey, if we wind up trading Kevin Durant, please do fire me. Because I have no hope here if we're getting rid of Kevin Durant. There's no reason for me to coach anymore if I don't get to coach Well, and then Kevin pl- players
1: seeing that it couldn't work out with Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and Harden. If Steve Nash stays, I don't know if he's going to get any more big names to come to Brooklyn. So, yeah, if I'm Steve Nash, if Kevin Durant's leaving, then I'm probably hopping out the door, too.
0: Enough of this NBA nonsense. Big story number one. We've uh, played the sounder for you. Oklahoma football, number nine in the coaches' poll. Of course, there's still that fallout from Kale Gundy's resignation. If you want to dive into that, we can. Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. Riverwind Casino, jackpot line, that's open for you as well, 405-329-9000. Josh and Connor hanging out with you. It's the Plank Show right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. What do you think of the Big Ten deal? I probably should have had that right there in the top five stories of the day. We didn't, but uh, that has ramifications, perhaps, on the future of college football. Let's kick that around what it means for ESPN next, right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Roof Tech of Oklahoma. Locally owned and operated for 30 years. Give Josh Tucker and the crew at Rooftech a call for all of your roofing needs. 405-703-4245. They're bringing us our number three of the Plank Show. Josh Elmer with Connor Pasby. The blockbuster deal that's out there for the Big Ten. If you missed it this morning, this is outside of, I don't know, say a resignation in Norman, Oklahoma. Outside of a preseason college football coaches poll, the big news in college football is the Big Ten in the home stretch of finalizing a new television deal that will have ESPN excluded from the conference's football and basketball coverage for the first time in 40 years. 1982, when ESPN jumped on board broadcasting either Big Ten football or or Big Ten basketball, CBS and NBC, they've emerged as the clear front runners to pick up the Big Ten rights, what they're calling the B package of the Big Ten rights. So the A package for the Big Ten is still that big noon kick for Fox Sports and Fox Sports 1, Big Ten Network, which uh, Fox holds a 60% in stake of Big Ten Network. And then the B package we told you earlier this morning, but if you're just joining now, CBS would pick up games for that 2.30 window in the afternoon. What you've been accustomed to, SEC on CBS, that big afternoon game, that would now be a Big Ten game. And then NBC would carry games in primetime, and there would be some games as well on NBC's streaming service of Peacock. Amazon, I guess, had a bid in on these packages, but sources described... CBS and NBC as the two clear frontrunners. NBC outside, or ESPN outside looking in on this. What does this mean for ESPN's future in college
1: football? A lot of SEC, right?
0: A lot of SEC. Could could Sankey and the SEC go back and say, yeah, we'd like a, a little bit. A little bit more coin for this OU Texas coming to the SEC thing. And, oh, by the way, the Big Ten, they're getting that deal. And what we've got is equally as powerful. I don't know. Once you've inked a deal, I don't think probably there's a lot of changing. TV network not going to turn around and say, yeah, we'd like to give you more money here. ESPN, are they in any way, shape, or form the partner to stay with the Big 12, a reworked Big 12 in the future? And what does that mean? for the Big 12 Conference, the Pac-12, ESPN, are they going to be heavily involved there? Or does this signal to us that ESPN is just going to say, yeah, whatever. You guys can clean up the rest of that. We're sticking with the SEC and putting all of the rest of our chips, all of the rest of our cash, into the college football playoff.
1: Well, you got to know if ESPN has the full rights with the SEC, that's going to that's gonna get OU in Texas, to the SEC, quicker before 2025, which everybody wants.
0: Pretty interesting news out of the Big Ten. It's going to be the first college conference to eclipse a $1 billion per year in rights fees once this thing is all said and done. The Big Ten and the SEC so far out in front of everybody else in college athletics. You Not just, even close.
1: You just don't see a conference with TV rights having, what, Fox on Fox at noon, he said CBS at 3.30, and then NBC primetime. You just, you just don't see that. With the Big Ten, you usually just see Fox sports kind of the whole day for the Big Ten.
0: The college football playoff, how it shakes out going forward, there's been talk in the past of trying to get this thing to take it to market. Kevin Warren and others, while they – at times maybe haven't just explicitly said that that's sort of been the rumblings from behind closed doors that maybe that's a hope that you could get multiple tv partners involved in this well we knew nbc they had their long term relationship with notre dame there's some that speculate that nbc signing on with the that nbc signing on with the big 10 like this is an indication that just another indication of the full court press that the Big Ten is trying to make on Notre Dame. I would imagine you still just get a separate, separate deal for Notre Dame. I mean, that's still an attractive enough partner for NBC, though. I mean, maybe you do kind of package that deal in at some point with a Arrival into the Big Ten. You know that the powers that be in the Big Ten conference, that's certainly what they're hoping. I wonder though, CBS and NBC, the fact that they're signing on for this alongside Fox with the Big Ten for a billion dollar plus deal. Again, as the college football playoff, as those rights finish up in the next couple of years, and this really starts getting negotiated, what the future of a college football playoff looks like. We got a bunch of people that got to get on the same page, Connor of expansion, will we, won't we, how many. I've said I don't know how many times here. Decision makers in college football are the worst decision makers of any decision makers anywhere. They can't make any decisions ever. They need to just get on the same page and figure something out. If you want to expand, expand and get this thing done and extend it out. But there's We're told all these very, very difficult decisions. Should we expand? How do we expand? How do the Bulls fit into this? When they do start to figure out some of that format, which I do think expansion, whether it's 8, whether it's 12, whether now the new buzz number is 16, could there be multiple networks that are involved in that? Does CBS and NBC, their involvement here, Does that intrigue you a little bit, that they would be involved in a college football playoff where you have multiple networks broadcasting it instead of just ESPN? I think that's best for college football, Connor, if we get to that point. Though, I kind of keep kicking the idea around in my head that this sort of sets the stage for ESPN to just say, you know what? we're just putting all of our money in the college football playoff and we're not letting CBS, NBC, Amazon, who clearly is a little bit interested here in the Big Ten, though not interested enough to wind up as one of the third partners.
1: It it makes sense for ESPN having all of the college football playoff games because that's that's what we're used to seeing. We're not used to seeing CBS and Fox Sports carry those games. That's basically ESPN and they're going to, They're going to push hard to make sure they get all those games. Somebody
0: chimed in. I just got in on the end of this conversation. Do you have a link to the news you're referencing? Literally, if you go to – well, first of all, if you search Big Ten in Google, it's going to be like the first story that pops up for you. But it's on sportsbusinessjournal.com. The report was from John Orand. SBJ Media, Big Ten talks in the homestretch. So – the report is that Fox, they've been the long longtime, they, they've gotten for the long time the A portion of this package, of this broadcasting package, and then the B rights of that is going to be split up between CBS and NBC. John Orand reported that, and then Andrew Marchand of New York Post also had a follow-up post on that as well. I guess there's some interest maybe from ESPN with the, the Pac-12. That was sort of something that Andrew Marchand had tossed around out there. I just think it's going to be fascinating to see what ESPN's move is in all of this. Do they care about these other conferences now? Is it just SEC and college football playoff?
1: The only I mean, conference I can see them caring about is the Big 12. If I had a pick between the Big 12 or the Pac-12, I'm carrying the Big 12 games if I'm them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it kind of, like many things, depends on what the price point looks like. But if, in fact, this Big 10 deal is finalized and announced soon, then next up is the Pac-12, which this is from Andrew Marchand. He writes, which ESPN likes because of its late-night windows. The Big 12 is out there as well, which could be a fight between ESPN and Fox. Amazon and Apple have shown interest in getting in the college football game as well, which what we saw from John Orand, Amazon reportedly did make some form of an offer to try and get a piece of this Big Ten TV rights package, but it doesn't sound like that's going to be the case. I think that's the the great idea for the Big 12. I mean, if you can get some, some form of fashion where you get a cable package and you get either Amazon or Apple as well, or like what the Big 10 is doing here with NBC's great because you got your streaming partner in Peacock. CBS, if they wanted to, and probably they will in some capacity, they can put a game on Paramount Plus. That's kind of the way I think some of this is going, which might not thrill consumers. But, hey, it don't matter for OU for the most part, right? Oklahoma fans, you've got your ESPN Plus subscriptions, and you are all good. Which, by the way, on that subject, if this individual is still listening, I am so sorry. I meant to get to this sooner. Uh, You were curious when the coaches' show started on ESPN Plus. From the man himself, the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, Monday, August 29th is when that first coaches' show is going to take place. So I apologize that I didn't get to that sooner. To be totally frank with you, I meant to, and it just completely slipped my mind.
1: So they will have those coaches' corners on ESPN Plus. Yes, that's great. That's it's That'll gonna be really lot, cool. Yeah, make a lot of fans happy to watch that on ESPN Plus.
0: Yeah, I mean it's basically Sooner Vision, Sooner Sports TV on ESPN Plus, which the press conferences for OU Media Day were on there, and I thought it was great thought it was great. I listened to uh, – I was at OU Media Days after Ted Roof finished up, but I listened uh, as I left the st- studio here. I watched and listened. Didn't really get to watch because I was driving, Connor. You do not watch and drive. You, you listen and drive. But the bits and pieces that I did catch from ESPN Plus was really cool. They, they also
1: Roof. added more games, too. I've noticed that. The OU Florida State in 2011 – you can also go back and watch OU Colorado in 2004. So The Big 12 gonna, championship I, game? Yeah, the Big 12 championship game. They may. Yeah, I think they're just going to keep adding on more throwback games in there.
0: Yeah, that's fun. Seeing those throwback
1: games, pretty cool. And knowing that you won the game, so you can watch it stress-free.
0: Yes, like Boise State, okay, we get it. Historic moment for plenty of others in college football. I don't know how many times I need to rewatch that game.
1: Oh, you have to propose to a cheerleader, give me a break.
0: I still remember vividly my mom standing up and yelling, "That's sooner magic, baby!" as the OU intercepted that pass and sprinted and ran it back in and then lo and behold, did not uh, work out the way that anybody wanted versus Boise State in that the hook,
1: the hook and ladder
0: just the worst. Just the absolute worst. All right, we're do a break here. Couple more segments. Still time for you to jump in and chat with us. Riverwind Casino Jackpot line, 405 329 9000. Text line yours as well. Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405 651 3439. Josh and Connor, couple more segments. Josh Elmer, Connor Pansby with you. It's the plank show right here on the ref. Hour 3 brought to us by RoofTech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for 30 years. Josh Tucker at RoofTech, give him a call for all of your roofing needs 405-703-4245. They guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the roofing industry. Be careful, Connor. The people want you to know it's a hook and lateral, not a hook and ladder.
1: I say ladder though, Josh. I, yeah. I know I know it's literally a lateral back, but I mean I've always known for saying hook and ladder.
0: Where, why has there been a mix-up in that? Like, when did that happen, that it became hook and ladder for some people and instead it really should be hook and lateral if you want to be specifically specific?
1: Maybe the hook and ladder sounds a lot cooler. (laughs) And if you go back to watching Varsity Blues, the hook and ladder call from the sideline.
0: Burley Boomer says it's either. Interchangeable, according to Burley Boomer. Is it shoots and ladders? Is that why?
1: Maybe, yes.
0: People are like, well, it let's just sense. name it after the board game.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Kindle with lateral all caps.
0: Yes, to the texture out there in the 580. So we're going to have to have 15, 15 streaming services just to watch football. Yes, you're going to have to have a lot of streaming services, I think, in the future to watch football. Let's
1: see what all the texters say and see if they say hook and ladder or hook and lateral.
0: Hook and ladder. Hook and lateral makes way more sense, but hook and ladder is just cooler. I agree with you. You know, in the future, I wonder if we're ever going to get to the point to where it doesn't seem like we will but I'd like to see – just give me a, like – just give me cable on streaming, you know? Give me a rebated price to have all of these different streaming entities together.
1: Yeah. What, is, what does t- that
0: image say right there? Read that from Patrick.
1: Yeah, so if you type in, is it hook hook and ladder or hook and lateral – and looks like it's hook and lateral. It's a trick play in American, Canadian football and indoor American football.
0: Yeah, it really doesn't.
1: <laughs> often called the hook and ladder play.
0: It really doesn't settle anything for us. Back to more hard-hitting subjects. Kindle has asked this question. Why have we not heard anything from President Harris or Joe Diglione? I don't know. I guess they're just... Right now for this point on the Cale Gundy resignation, they think the statement from Venables, the pair of statements from Coach Venables is enough on the matter, which if that's the case and we really don't get to the point where Castiglione or Harris issue their own statements, then probably that means that it was a mutual agreement and mutual understanding between Cale Gundy and Brent Venables for why Kale Kale Gundy has resigned from Oklahoma.
1: Well, if they they wanted to say something, Josh, I feel like they would have done it by now. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, the fact that Vittables issued the second statement and said that, you know, multiple times the offensive word was uttered, I think is kind of the... Final piece that maybe some needed to see or read that, okay, it makes sense why OU, why Kale Gundy decided to resign.
1: Well, it gave everybody a better understanding. Yeah, like you said, why the decision was so quick for Kale Gundy to resign rather than maybe waiting a little bit to figure out the best way to handle this situation, whether it was a suspension or, yeah, Kale Gundy just resigning. But it gave us a better idea seeing Brent Venable say multiple times in that second statement.
0: I I do think that Castiglione and Harris, I'd like to see some sort of response from those two. I don't know if at this point we're going to get those responses. So you kind of have at this point the pair of statements probably that you're going to get until – both Castiglione and Harris get asked about it in a press conference-type setting. Jay and Tulsa, what did he send in right there? There's no reason for the president or the athletic director to say anything more. All that does is he elongate the story. Yeah, and I kind of agree with that. You, you, If you were going to issue a statement, President Harris and Joe Castiglione, probably those statements should have already come out. So, looks like the statements, they're leaving that up to Brent Vittables. And until you get to a press conference setting, there you go. Probably in the statements department, I would imagine maybe you're done now. Speaking of being done, we're almost done. It's almost time to hand it off to Steelman and Thune at noon. We got one more segment, though, after we take a quick break. Josh and Connor with you. The Plank Show, back after this. Just a couple minutes here before we hand it off. Got the baton in hand, ready to swing this studio door open and toss it over to our man Mike Steely for Steelman and Thune at noon. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Tuesday right here on the Plank Show, Josh Elmer, Connor Pasby, Ref Sports Radio Network. This is the home of Sooner fans. I will not read who this was by name, and you know, I just I thought this was an interesting point that was brought up and really i kind of vehemently disagree with it, but it's at least worth consideration and i'll just toss this out there and without knowing what direction the steel man is thinking about going today or parker and steely are thinking about going today i got this text on the super secret air comfort solution solutions text line 405-651-3439 the more that i think about it the more I think the second venable statement might have been a mistake. To which I simply replied back with the question, I mean, what would make you say that? I thought it was important that, oh, you put the second statement out. This individual responded, piles on Gundy a bit, and it seems defensive for Oklahoma. I thought that it cleared up for me that Gundy – didn't just, didn't just read the word once accidentally off an iPad, but uh, this this individual thought, yeah, it did, but it made things look a little bit worse, which wasn't necessary. So that's interesting. I hadn't really heard that take from anybody out there, and I'm curious what people think about that. What do you think? Do you think the second statement was necessary from Venables and OU?
1: Yes, I think so. It gave a better. Yeah, I gave a better perspective to everybody who wanted to know what actually happened when he said the multiple times, so it wasn't just one like slip up from Kale Gundy. It's just odd from the first statement that Brent Venables put out to the second one, it's just like totally different, Josh. Like Brent Venables included a lot more in that second segment. I can see second the statement. I can
0: see the piling on element on Gundy though, which that part of it is disappointing that's it for us we're done on a tuesday hey i, I should have mentioned this earlier travis davidson the rest of the week going to be co-hosting with me and i am pumped pumped baby about that travis davidson the rest of this week into uh, monday of next week until planks back so those of you that are like man this guy cannot do he can't do this he needs help connor and josh need help we have enlisted a professional
1: reinforcement
0: yes reinforcements that's it for us, though. Hey, Connor, good job to you today. For Connor, I'm Josh saying so long. Steel Man and Thune at noon. Keep it locked in right here on The Ref. They're next on the Home Sooner Fans.